Samach Vav Beis. The Mishnah discusses the things that you're allowed to walk out on Shabbos while you're wearing them, which not. So you have this uh, type of cheer that someone who has his, at his, his feet amputated, and he couldn't even like walk on his legs. So he made a special chair with these handles on the side and he would push himself. Then he would put on the end of his legs this leather piece of it there. So the Mishnah says that it's it's considered a midrash, something designated to step on. On the other hand, you're not allowed to walk out on shops, although it should be a shoe, but it could fall off. And on the third hand, it is a shoe, so you're not allowed to walk into the Azor with it. So let's quote it over here, it's the second line. Tameyin Midras, it has a tumor of Azov stepping on it because it's designated to step on it. Ve'in Yetzimel, Meshamas, you're not allowed to go out with it on Shabbat because it might fall off. Ve'in Ichnosim Ahem La'azorah, and you may not walk into the Azorah with these leather things on the leg. Tani Tana Kamed Rabbi Yechon, there was a Tana, someone who would repeat Mishnais and Brises, and he said, his version was, Ichnosim Ahem La'azorah, you're allowed to walk into the Azorah because it's not a shoe, it's just at the end of the leg. Armalei, he told me, what do you mean? I hold it's really a proper shoe to a very far extent. I hold the Yavam has such feet and such shoes. It's a shoe. And the Yavama could take off this shoe, this piece of leather, and through that, and through that, uh, she would be allowed to get married to someone else. It's so much of a shoe. Um, so the Atamat and you hold Nichnosim Behemnas, Nichnosim will not walk into the Azara. Tony, you should change it. A Nichnosim Behemnasari may not walk into the Azara with him. Then the Mishnah continues Luktumin Tahura. A Luktumin is not considered a clothing, and therefore you're also not allowed to walk out with it in Shams. My Luktumin, what's this Luktumin? Amr Rabbi Abo Khamra the Akfa. So you have it today, you still have those costumes that someone gets dressed and it looks like he's riding on a donkey. His feet are like the donkey's feet and like he's like sticking out of the donkey and somehow it looks like they put some feet on the side and it looks like he's riding on the donkey and he's really carrying it on his shoulders. So it's a figure of a donkey and you're carrying it on your shoulders. So it's not a clothing, it's a costume. It's specific type of wood they would tie to the shoes but they would walk through mud. So um, the question is, it's considered a shoe. So the Chayda, it should be Tami at least for one thing, for uh, Midras, things that are designated to step on them. So um, like this, they're not, they're not Tami with anything else because they're plain planks of wood. You don't put your foot inside of it. And the rule is that wood that does not have an insert, you're not, it is not, it's not Mekabal Tum. But for stepping on it, that's the question why it's not Tommy. He says, Teisvis, Rashi has a question. Teisvis says, because it's only designated for specific places to go through the mud. It's not really designated to typically walk on it. And therefore, it's not considered a uh, shoe to be, become Tommy Midras. Rabbi Huna says it's like a mask. You put a mask, it would scare people with it. So a mask. A uh, costume mask is not a clothing and cannot be worn outside on shops. Fine. Continues the Mishnah and says, Habonim, boys, Yitzim, Bikshorim, may walk out with knots. Why would they walk out with knots? We'll see. 
the princes, sons of kings, Bizukim we walk with bells in their clothes. The anyone is allowed to walk with a bell. They're only speaking about what's practical, what usually happens. Now we'll see soon why. Why does it apply to everyone as well? Mike Shorim, what are these knots? They would take a specific type of plant called pua and they would tie it in a bag with knots and they would hang it on their neck and for some a specific type of illness it would help them. His adopting mother, Rabba's wife, told him like this. If you have three of those, that's mukmi. It will make that the illness should not become worse. Hamish, if you have five of those knots, Maso makes it healed. Shiva, we have seven, I feel like shopping mildly. Even if what the illness uh, when it came on through Kisha, which is much stronger, it still works. There's a lot of condition that this should work. First of all, it can never be not under the sun, not under the moon, once it was tied. It has to be indoors. The Khazri Mitra can't be under the rain either. Well, like Shemia, they call Bazjura, never, never heard the, 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 the sound of iron banging. The Kaltimer Gulsa cannot hear a chicken. The Kalnigri, the, the, the voice, the, the sound of a carpenter. Oh, good luck. So it's worthless. You have to have all these conditions, and only then it's going to work. So this Rafua called Puta, called made out of Pua, fell into the pit. It's not going to help. It's going to work if, 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 if. So basically, it's typically not going to work. Okay. If that's the case, that it's something to heal, my ear, you're bonding. Why are you saying boys? I feel a bonding Islam. What about girls? My ear, Why boys? Why children? I feel the Islam. Adults also. So really, we cancel out this not pshat. We're not talking about this, med- this remedy of these poor knots. So what is it? Elamaik Shari, what are these knots? Kihad Amarav Ovin Barihuna Amarav Baraguri says like this. Ben Shiyeshli Gagui Maloy, a child which is which travels away from home and he's homesick. He misses his father. What does his father do before he travels away? Natal Ritsua, or as before the father travels away, that was more typical. The father would go on business for a few months, come back home afterwards. So Natal Ritsua Mimino Shal Yamini takes a shoelace from his right shoe. And he ties it on the left arm of this child, and that will help that he should not be missing him so much. You want to remember what to do? Like Tfilin, you'd use your right hand to tie it on your left hand, you use your right shoelace to tie it on his left arm. Do the opposite. The left shoelace on the right arm is going to make him in danger, it's going to make him miss too much his father, and that will make a sakam. Now that we're talking about different remedies, there's another question. There's a problem of healing on Shabbat because he might grind herbs. Now, there were specific types of remedies which were never done with herbs. They were never done with a medication. They are always done with a certain action, a certain object, never with anything similar to a medication. Plus, they're very painful. So with the combination of the two, that it's something very painful and something which is never done with medication, Chacham said, you're allowed to do it. So he brings some examples. What used to be very common uh, remedy, 
called uh, hot cups or bankers in Yiddish, it's called, or Kosot Ruach in Hebrew, I know exactly what it's called in, in, in English. They would put in hot water and pour it out and it would be like steam in the cup and then put it on the stomach. So to put that hot cup atiburi on the stomach of Shabbat and Shabbat, Shabbat is okay because it's a type of remedy which is never done with herbs. Plus it's a great pain and therefore it's uh, it's allowed to be done on Shabbos. You're allowed to smear on uh, sometimes a person's hands and feet. He needs to smear oil and salt in a case that he's a bit too uh, too uh, cold. Um, then he would smear oil and salt on his uh, palm and on the bottom of his foot. That's also a type of remedy which was never done. Someone was shikr. Someone was shikr. And the way they would heal him is to smear salt and oil on his palm and on the bottom of his foot. So that is allowed because it's a, it's a painful thing and something which um, the remedy is never done with herbs. Kiha, so it brings to the story that it actually happened. Ravuna would come back from Rav's yeshiva, and Rav would come back from Chi's yeshiva, Chi would come back from Rebbe's yeshiva, and they would fabrink. They were a shikir. They would take. So it was, it was not like it was a typical thing. They would give mashkit, they would, they would give them to drink wine, but these are Hoshva people that didn't want them to look shikir. So they would take mishcho milcho, they would take oil and salt, the shaykhul who gave yasa, the yadayu, who gave yasa, the karayu, they would smear on the palm of the hand and the bottom of the foot. And they would say, they would say a lachash, a certain slime. Just like this oil dissolves by the heat of the hand. Let the wine of this person, the son of this of his mother, let let it dissolve, let it stop being effective. If it doesn't work, you take a cork of a barrel of wine, you soak it in water, and again it melts, dissolves. Just like the late that this cork dissolves, let the wine dissolve, the plenty of of this person, son of this mother. If someone's uh, certain joint went out of its place, joint of his, uh, the back of his neck, and they would do something in order to put it back into place, again, it's a painful thing with a remedy that was never done with herbs, and therefore was allowed to be done on Shabbos. They would tie, wrap them very tightly. And that, that was a typical thing in those days, in order that all the limbs should stay firm in the right place. So that's also something which you're allowed to do on Shams. After birth, it would, like, it would be like not so sturdy, not so in the right place. So they would wrap them very tightly in order to keep things in the right place. Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Rav Papa Masni Boni. Rav Papa would say two halachas regarding children in the name of Rav Abba Barhuna, in the name of Rav Chama Bar Gurion. 
However, Rav Zvid, Masni Ben Rav Zvid, would only say one halacha in the name of this same person. Rav Papa Masni Boni Vitavayu Masnu Bavim Barhuna. He said two halachas in the name of Ovin the son of Huna. Rav Zvid Masni Ben Kamaisa Ben. He says each one separately. Kamaisa Masni Bavim Barhuna. He says one halacha about a child in the name of Ovin Barhuna. Behind Masni, on the second one, he says, Berabba Barbarachon. In other words, there's two halachas about children. One halacha is that our mission is talking about a child, a son, that has, is missing his father, and they tie the shoelace on his arm. And then there's the halacha of a child, you want to wrap them up after they're born. So our Papa would say both of these halachas in the name of Avin Baruna. But Abzvi, the first one, the Pshat in the Mishnah, would talk and say, Baruna, in the name of Avin Baruna. But the second Allah about the wrapping the child, he would say it in the name of Rabbi Barachon. He would say it like this: allowed to wrap this this infant with very tightly in jams. Other things he said in the name of his adopting mother. Whatever any lachash, those types of sayings that you say. And he used to always tell them how many times to say them. So all those things which where it says what to say, how many times to say, say them the number that was designated for them. However, I'm sorry, I skipped. Whenever you say a lachash that you're supposed to say a few times, always mention the mother's name. Whenever you put a knot, a knotted thing, it should always be on the left hand. My adopting mother told me, whenever there's a lachash that's meant to be said a designated amount of times, say the amount of times that we're told. The delay mafarsh, if it wasn't designated, it should be said 41 times. You're allowed to go with a special stone which was made people that women used to wear in order that they should not have a miscarriage. You're allowed to walk out with it. They would take that rock, a specific type of rock, and they would weigh anything. As long as it had an equal weight that was good enough, if they would wear that, that would stop them from having a miscarriage. Not only if she actually had a miscarriage, just she's afraid. She doesn't want to have a miscarriage. Even if she doesn't know that she's pregnant. She wants to make sure that she shouldn't be pregnant and um, have a miscarriage, so she could wear this. When does another object work? Only if there's one object and you weight it against that rock and it weighed exactly the amount. You have to cut it up, add to it, attach to it, it doesn't work. It has to be one object just the way it is and weigh the exact same thing, then it's going to work. And then you can wear it on Shabbos because only then it's going to work. If I took this object which I weighed against this rock and I weighed another object against that, is it still going to work? Take, we don't know. Someone has a very high fever, very high temperature, one day. Let him take a, a silver new coin. Looks fresh. Let him go to the place where they would make the 
water from the sea come out and let the water evaporate and turn into salt. Let it weigh the weight of this coin of salt. Let him hang it by his neck, by his collar. With a rope made out of here. And, and that, that, that's going to heal it. He it doesn't work. Let him go on a, by a joint, by, by a crossroad, where you could go to different uh, directions. If he sees a large ant, the dirty lady that's carrying something, let him take that ant. Vilishadi, let him put it in the Gupsadunachasha in a copper pipe, in a copper copper pipe. Vilistani Baabra, let him seal it with lead. Vilichatni Vishidin Gushpanki, let him seal it with sixty seals. Vilivarzule, let him shake it. Vilidari, let him carry it. Vilayman, let him say like this. Rashi says it doesn't literally mean sixty, it means to say seal it very well. The label you should say like this, whatever you're carrying, Mr. Ant, I want to carry the tuna, whatever I'm carrying, my illness, Allah, I want to change. I want to exchange our loads. Maybe someone's going to walk by and then someone's going to come by, he's going to stop in the middle. And then when he says, Your load is on me, it might refer to this guy that walked by and he might have a different illness. And then you're exchanging, not necessarily a proper exchange. You're saying, my, your load should be on me. Maybe you're exchanging illnesses. You don't know if you're talking to the ant. No, you know what? That's not true. Take my load and your load together. I'm ready to, I'm ready to just give mine without any exchange. If your load doesn't work, take a new, a fresh pitcher made out of clay. Let him go to the river. Tell the river like this. River, river. Can you please lend me a, full, a pitcher full of water? Because I have a certain way that I have to walk. And then I have to, I have to travel a certain, a certain journey. Let him take this jug and make a paris to, to, to do it seven times around his head. And then Throw it backwards. They don't say like this. Nada, nada. River, dear river. Take back this water. The obviously, the urcha, the obviously that you gave, they gave me. The urcha, the ikli, this journey that you that I had. I just came today. I was going to leave today. So basically, he's saying, I need to have water basically for my illness. Is he not? Take it back. Because my illness is gone. And that will help that the illness should be gone. Okay, so we spoke about. Um, this uh, person with amputated feet that the leather at the bottom of the foot is considered a shoe, even regarding going into the Azora and even regarding Khalitsa. Although you're not allowed to walk out with an enchant because it might fall off, 
a mask or some sort of costume that's not allowed to walk out on Shabbos and it's not Tomei or this wooden things you put on your foot to walk through the mud. And then you're not allowed to walk out with them Shabbos. Then we had the story of the children going with knots. So we're not talking about this knot of poor that heals in certain numbers because then it's not just children. Rather, it's a child which is missing his father and the school is to take the right shoelace and put it on his left arm like tefillin with your right hand and your left arm. And if you do the opposite, it'll have too much Gaguin, uh, he'll miss his father too much, and that will endanger him. Um, someone is, oh, then he said like this that certain remedies you're allowed to do on Shabbos if they're never done with herbs, and it's a great pain. So, like putting the hot cups, smearing salt and oil to make someone not shaker, as there are some Tamid Chacham they used to do that. Um, and this, and he still say lachash that you know, just like the, the oil dissolves, so to his his wine should dissolve. And if it doesn't work, you take a cork, you put it in the water, and also dissolve. And also you say if it doesn't that dissolve, the wine should dissolve. Then we had about fixing joints that went out of place or wrapping tightly the child. Um, then we had a few things that Abayi said in the name of his adopting mother regarding different zgulis. We spoke about a rock that they would carry in order that they should have a miscarriage. They were able to, to, to wear it even if they, they don't even know they're pregnant, but just in case. And then we spoke about a remedy that Abai said in the name of his adopting mother for a high temperature that just happened that same day. And later we're gonna see in the next page about if it's for three days.